Welcome back to Urgent Care. I am Joel Kim Booster and my stomach hurts again. Who are you? Mitra Johari. My stomach is fine. Okay, privilege. First time in my (laughs) life that my stomach is fine. I can't believe it. Congratulations on that. I'm, I celebrate that and I celebrate you as always. Um, Wit and- made a smoothie the other day and it made me so sick because I normally don't eat healthy. <laughs> so that, <laughs> maybe you ate too healthy, Joel. Um, yeah, I don't think that's my problem either. I Although it's not queso related this week. So God bless and keep me for that. Do you know what did it? Mm, no, but I maybe I, you know what I think I'm I I've been drinking too much kombucha and I think it's mm. it's it's counterintuitive because I think kombucha will help my upset stomach, but in fact I think it's making it worse. That's a bummer. Yeah. And now this, we're and now we're not going to get any kombucha sponsors. And now, yeah. <laughs> now we're going to get any more kombucha sponsors. <laughs> no more kombucha sponsors for us. Um <laughs> If you're just tuning in for the very first time to this podcast, um, what this is, is a podcast, which is... um, (laughs) So this is a podcast. And if you're wondering what a podcast is, a podcast is like um, sort of like an an MP3. Well, let's go back to 2003. Okay. It's Silicon (laughs) Valley. And JK, this is a podcast. You know what it is, but it is an advice podcast. People call in, they write us emails and Mitra and I, you know, sort of using the knowledge of our own life experience. Of which there are not that many. Not that many. Mitra and I are both very young. Um, So young. We answer, we answer, we give advice, we dispense advice. And the, the bit, sort of the the unusual thing about the podcast <laughs> is that we're bad at it. Yeah. So that's sort of the premise of the show. Um, so if you're still listening, um, <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> you know, it's all in good fun. It's all for laughs. We just want to make people laugh. Okay. That's what Namely we want ourselves. to do. Namely ourselves. Namely ourselves. Namely Mitra. I do just live to make you laugh. <laughs> Same. <laughs> See, I'm, it works. <laughs> I'm a much I'm a much easier laugh. Literally, if you say anything or I say anything, I laugh. Are you a nervous laugher, do you think? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I yeah, totally. I if I I think I'm just like I'm trying to say something funny, so I want someone to laugh. I will cue them to laugh by haha laughing myself. Mm, oh, okay. I see how I see how that is. Um, you know, it's sort of like a cat's purr. You know, people automatically think that purr means happy, but in fact, cats it's purring is more akin to laughter in that it can happen when they're nervous. It can happen when they're trying to perform. Did you ask um, the cat about this? No, it's science. Okay. It's science. Although this is the kind of science that I, I question often where I'm like, how do you really know? I don't believe any of that shit. Anytime people really are like, that this is what's going on in the mind of a cat. I'm like, my cat it, is bitch. nervous. So it's purring. <laughs> it's purring because it's nervous. I don't know about all that. I don't know anything about that. Um. Anyways, how are you, Mitra? Um... I'm pretty good. My, um, 
I I had a really kind of um great week in terms of routine. Uh, okay. and like, How's the artist way going? I okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I did fall off um, the last few days of the artist's way of this week. So I, I am sort of contradicting my previous statement. But <laughs> while I was lagging on the artist's way, I was taking really good care of myself and exercising and reading and all this stuff. So, um, you know, I would say more more routine than not routine. But I did get back on the train of the artist's way today. Okay. So I... Forgave the, myself for my failure. Is the failures. point of the artist way, and now I'm not familiar with what the artist way really is, but like, but didn't you do it? No, oh. never, never touch the stuff. <laughs> I, okay, sorry. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't possibly. But like, is it supposed to be brutal and hard and annoying to do? Like, that is that built? Is that like, built in? She says in the first chapter. She's like, you will probably resent this. You should write about how you resent this. This can be difficult. Here are the periods of time where it might be difficult. And I was like, I totally believe that. This sounds so boring and bad. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm on week three. And um, it's really hard for me. It's really hard for me to do things every single day. So it has been a good exercise. And I have done it most days. Good. Um, Interesting. What are her credentials to be giving ways to artists? I don't know. (laughs) So I could just do, I feel like I could do this. I could make my own artist way. Totally. I I just, I was like, I know someone who does morning pages every day and she has a lot of discipline and she is really good about like structuring her creative output and stuff. And I really struggle to, um, create a schedule for myself and I thought if I just had a thing that I started the day with every day it might help and it kind of has so that has felt nice um inspiring but it's really really hard for me I really hate routine and I really struggle with that um I have a good work ethic but I can't do things regularly it like makes me feel really well, you record out. a damn podcast every week. That's something. I, I think this is you the come o- here. This and, this and therapy are like the only consistent things <laughs> in my life. So, and, what I, and they're both on Tuesday, so they can really cancel each other out. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love to undo all the hard work that you've done with your therapist in, <laughs> in these sessions, in these sessions that I, I call you to. And I sit you down on the couch and I say, tell me all your problems, Mitra, and I will tell you how to fix them yeah the the secret of this podcast is that joel and i are the one making all the calls and writing all the emails <laughs> <laughs> and we're lying flat on our backs the whole time we're recording too. oh my god there should I, there really should be like a a high lay down episode i know we've teased doing an episode fucked up for so long yeah. but i do think we really need to do that's for the patreon something under the influence before our time on Earwolf is up before they kick yeah. us to the fucking curb before they kick <laughs> us to the curb before they're tired of our nonsense <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm doing great. Um, wow. um, recommendation alert, Chelsea, get out, get out the soundboard. <laughs> recommendation corner. I'm not ready. <laughs> recommendation corner. <laughs> if you just keep saying it, then it'll suddenly appear. <laughs> We're not cutting any of this. I want people to see what it's really like, the way that you're <laughs> stressing Chelsea. Anyways, <laughs> recommendation corner. Baba Booey. Yeah. Oh, 
Um, I've been it watching a lot works. of industry on HBO, HBO Max. <laughs> you got to get into industry. <laughs> That's what we, she had to race Baba to Boo- the soundboard yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> Watch industry. There's a lot of great, um, there's, so, there's dicks in it. There's a lot of um, cum in it, right? There's cum in it. Um, yeah, it's great. There's some really unrealistic gay sex. There's some really terrible missionary gay sex in it. There's going to um, be some cum out there that is so proud to be represented on screen. It's so exciting <laughs> that there's a show that's really showcasing cum. Cum. Cum in a huge way. In a way that's sort of like um, the character says, no, I want to wear you to work. Is offered a towel and says, no, I want to wear you to work. And it's you can a, do both. Way. You're not getting it all off with a towel. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. The DNA is there. Um, did <laughs> Babe, you know that gay people it. have sex in missionary position? Did I? Yeah. A I lot of people are, I'm finding, are unaware of that. Whoa. Yeah. Chelsea that- didn't know. Chelsea was unawares that we have missionary sex as well. Um, and it, but it don't look, don't look for depictions on television or in movies because it is never depicted well. Okay, it's like Mm. they've never heard of where the holes in the poles go during gay sex. It's very frustrating. Um, You can be the one to fix that. I know. I be the change you want to see in the world, baby, and that's what I'm (laughs) trying to do in all of my work. If someone, two men, will have missionary sex in every single production (laughs) that I EP. I will find a way. Um, and I I'm, saw you. I saw you in person, which was amazing. Yes. I was just about to bring this up. It was really nice to see you. We did um, one of Mitra's famous, 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 famous <laughs> hygiene kit um, builds together at Mitra's new house, which I have never seen before. And it is gorgeous. None of the listeners will ever get a chance to see it. Okay. It's true. It's but so true. I will. Oh, speaking of listeners. So um, this listeners. is another. This is, oh. this is this is the big. This is the big news. Okay? Get ready, everybody. This is this, the big and I, news. And I, and I just want to say this sucks. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> this is the big news, though. This is the big change that's coming to urgent care. Um, is that you know I really love. I think it's really fun when podcasts find different ways to refer to listeners. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's you know what are what do you call all the listenership. You know, my favorite murder are their murderinos. Murderinos. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, the how did this get made uh, listenership are, um, are are called tapes. Um, really? No. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I've listened and I, I just really believe that I would have remembered that. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but Mitra and I decided over the weekend that we're going to start calling you guys chefs. <laughs> What's up, hey, chefs? chefs? What up, chefs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it'll change. You know, you I you know, a lot of times podcasts sort of stumble on the verbiage of what to call their listeners by um, you know, organically. Right, but but, but it's been a year. It's and been we a year and we haven't yet. gotten there yet. So. And so we really are reverse engineering chefs into the vocabulary. So you're all our <laughs> chefs. Shaking her head. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> And I, I and sort of every time, every time I think we we're gonna just sort of integrate a lot of different kitchen um, verbiage into like as we're transitioning into mm-hmm. one call to another, it'll sort of be like behind, 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 no, yeah. no. behind, points, points. <laughs> That's set, but. <laughs> 
No, I was really confident about this um, over the weekend. In I, person, it really read when um, we decided to do this. And now I, I'm saying We felt it. so good about it. Yeah. I can't emphasize enough how uh, three days ago we felt really, really good about this. We we're like, this is funny. This is really good. This is it, Dr. Asner. I was literally about again. to say this is Dr. Asner's all over. I'm feeling that similar sort of like the tingle of like our like... I guess I guess what I'm learning is that like when we work together it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> we really come up with some amazing ideas that should only live in our personal interpersonal conversations and sort of live and die there. But we are doubling down. Um, we will at least for this episode be referring, referring to our to listenership as, as chefs. chefs. Yes. Um I Thank can't you, think of anything better. Um, I don't want to think of anything better. Nope. Uh, if we were going to think of something better, it would have happened would've at happened. some point, yeah. and it hasn't. No. Um, so, chefs, we are so grateful for you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you it's- for stepping into our kitchen, chefs. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think it's time to we got we actually do have to hear from some chefs um, right now. Some. <laughs> Repeat chefs. Uh, actually, we have one repeat chef and one second opinion chef. Um, and <laughs> sort of a second course. Uh, if there's like a roundup of like 2020's worst podcast episodes. <laughs> this is going straight to the top. This is the worst podcast episode of the decade. Um, between 2010 and 2020, this is definitely up there as like one in the top 10. Oh. Okay, I guess. Maybe number one. Um, well, we should hear from the first chef. Yeah, so we have a chef. <laughs> it's an update um, from one of our la- uh, recent episode, actually. This is from um, Deserted Byland. Mm-hmm. Um, and this who, was the person that um, never said that they were, but we decided But we have a, a pretty, we were pretty confident that we would get it. Um, just based on the demographics of our listenership. Um, And this was the person who was deserted by their gay best friend of 12 years, totally ghosted them, did not give them any recourse why. And um, let's hear from... Oh, and their therapist hung up after 20 minutes. Oh, and yeah, their therapist did hang up on them after 20 minutes, which was a mystery that we really wanted solved. So let's dive right into this call from this chef. Hi, this is Dishearted Byland. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I am a straight woman. I'm oh. not bi. Uh, I don't want to mess with your data or statistics, but I just <laughs> felt I should update you. Um, also, my therapist is great and I love her. We just had, you know, we got disconnected and she never tried to call me back. So that kind of sucked, but she's great. Um, and you guys actually gave me the best advice from everyone I've talked to in the last like three years so I think I will do the burning ceremony and I already feel better so thank you and I love you bye oh thank you wow and you're not messing up the statistics you are merely contributing to the data to the data we are gathering so I appreciate you um correcting us um and uh, I'm excited you're doing the ceremony. Great job, Joel. That was your idea. Yeah. Well, we. I'm glad someone's keeping score. Um, <laughs> because I this is God. this is Someone nothing but you. if but but a competition. Okay. Well, and, and I'm really of, I'm honestly bringing this up because um, you lost this next one. Yeah, I, I was just about to say. Um, everything I say is a joke. Remember that. Um, so. Um, here's a second opinion. I, I want to say very quickly, this is about um, our listener who was getting mail from their ex-roommate um, repeatedly. And we, I think this set a record 
um, for second opinions. We got many people calling in, raking um, us over the coals because everything I say is tacitly um, approved of by Mitra. Um, <laughs> and you should not throw out mail. It is a federal offense. To which I say, prove it. <laughs> prove that I did it. You can't. Who's going to I... come looking for it? Um, but ultimately, we did want to. We did want to hear from um, someone who actually works in the system. This was, of course, U.S. Shias returning return to, to send, send her. her. And yeah. we had multiple male people. Yeah, we had in, different. I was we, like, yeah. About. So um, this is this is just the one that we chose. Um, so here is um, the second opinion. Hi, um, another bisexual listener here, also a mailman, <laughs> to uh, you, Ashish, whatever her name was, return that shit. I wouldn't worry about it. She's being annoying to the mailman, being annoying to you. Just write, move left no address on it, leave it in the box, let the mailman pick it up and they'll figure it out. Thanks. Both sit on my face. <laughs> I mean, okay. a perfect Short voice and sweet. Note. To the point, a Economic. perfect voicemail. The perfect mm-hmm. voicemail, so, short, to the point, bisexual. bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we like in a chef. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'm starting to feel like we have actually all of these sort of accoutrements to the podcast. We have bisexuality, and we have sit on my face, and we have sort of the unspoken competition between us when people mm-hmm. say our names, mm-hmm. and. It add, adding chefs on top of that seems why like, not? Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a mess. Why not just add? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You it's know like what? well, it's you're like in. that thing of um, you know, when you when you're leaving um, when you're leaving your house, always take one thing off, like take mm-hmm. off one accessory. We sort of do the opposite of that. Like each week, we add a new accessory. Yeah. <laughs> add a new, we added the soundboard. We added chefs. We added so many things, and we're just gonna keep adding things until the advice is be becomes like the fifth or sixth thing that you remember about this podcast. Um, we really just want to pivot away from being an advice podcast into we something want, else. Yeah, we want the disclaimer at the beginning to actually be completely necessary when we say yeah. that it's an advice podcast. Like right now, it's like, yeah, 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 we know. But I, I want to get to a point where it's like, oh, that actually helps because I, everything I listen to after, I'm not really sure what the point was. <laughs> <laughs> there is something really soothing about re-explaining the premise of this podcast every single time. Um <laughs> <laughs> and another per- perfect timing on the soundboard from Chelsea. Um, wow. That sound actually, that sound, as you guys, as all of our loyal listeners know, that sound means that it's time for our first break. Um, <laughs> everybody knows that sound. Um, so we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive in with your calls and emails. And we're back, guys and gals. We're, and chefs. And, oh, I'm sorry. And we're back, chefs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I do feel that chef is one of the top bisexual jobs to have, too. Do you feel this way? Do I? Yeah. Um. Sure. Male or female. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just I I feel spiritually that chefs are bisexual by nature. I mean, um, feels like a like a horny. It's a horny workplace for sure. And um, why not? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to disagree. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, thank you for always having my back. And that's how comedy. That's how. That's why you're the perfect comedic partner for me because you always have my back. <laughs> 
Okay, let's pivot. <laughs> so um, we're going to dive in. We have an email. I'll read this one. Um, let's just get into it. Um, hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, as well as who I can only assume to be hot producer Chelsea. Okay. Oh, wow. Do not... <laughs> Do not sexualize our producers. Thank you. Um, so this is a doozy. <laughs> My sister and dad had a super big fight a couple years ago. I'll spare you the details, but just know it was bad. And so they are no longer on speaking terms. It's worth noting that he has reached out to her, but she has absolutely closed off to him. Obviously, this is sort of weird for me as I love them both, but I was able to stay out of it for a while until literally now. So my sister is getting married at a courthouse over Christmas in another state, another fucking mess that I can't even about. And my dad informed me that he had sent her gifts in the box that he had sent mine in. The thing is, I 100% do not believe that she has told him about the whole marriage thing as he probably would have sent her gifts to her. So here's the question. Do I tell my dad that his daughter is getting married at a courthouse over Christmas? Do I stay out of it? Help. Thank you in advance for what I can only assume to be top-notch advice. And please, both of you have a very happy holiday season. It's Christmas. Okay, it's Christmas. Put the Christ back in Christmas. Thank you. I'm a gay mount man. My pronouns are he, him. And I would very much like all of you to sit on my face, please. Um, okay. Okay. So he's sort of Switzerland. He's mm. neutral. Um, Sisterland. <laughs> Great. <laughs> We're going with Sisterland. Sisterland. I think Sisterland. Sisterland. <laughs> because I think what we know now is that we're never going to get better than whatever the first thing is. Yep, that is we true. Have we that. ever? Have we no. ever? Have we ever done anything but add minutes onto the runtime of this podcast by trying to get something better than our first thought? No, and and even if the first thought is Sisterland, <laughs> we have to just take it and move on. We yes. have to. Thank you. Um, um, okay. So this one. A lot is of details missing from this. Tricky. This is one of the rare cases where I actually do wish they had gone a little bit more in depth with some of it, specifically the fight with the dad, because right, it's because hard to give advice. Important. Yeah. <laughs> sort of knowing what he did to her or what she did to him or what they did to each other is important context to have. But uh, we're obviously right. going to answer this question having none of it. Right. I mean, I guess for me, I was like, I'm going to just pr assume a lot of stuff, which is like, it's something where maybe the dad and the sister both fucked up because yeah. the son is still in communication with the dad. Right. Um. So hopefully it's not so bad, yeah. but I guess who knows? Who can say? But maybe just, I'm just going to operate with that as the assumption. Um. I think that you should tell your sister that she's creating a situation that is really difficult for you. And um, that, I mean, I, I, I do think it, it's a situation now where you're keeping really, really big secrets from your dad, which I can imagine being very difficult. Um, I don't know. I, My, yeah, I think, I think taking this to the sister at this point is sort of your only option because say you tell your dad, that his daughter is getting married at a courthouse over Christmas. Um, powerful, by the way. Powerful to get married at a courthouse on Christmas Day. Um, I'm assuming. What does that do for him? What does that do for him to know? Like, because she's creating a situation for herself. If she ever wants to reconcile with him, she's making it more difficult, obviously. And again, we don't know if that's warranted or not. But um, 
I don't think this, I don't think you telling him would do anything for him. So I I think. Do you think it's a situation where keeping that secret could be potentially damaging to the relationship with the dad? Because the dad would be like, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, that this is something I would want to know. It's, it's like being a, it's really hard to be the middle person in a situation like that. So I do think, um, having a real talk with your sister and being like, Hey, like this, I understand that you have a problem with dad, but like, this is a big deal. And like, he might be, I just think like the dad could potentially be very hurt that the son would not share that. Yeah, that's fair. And in fact, I'm changing course and I'm going to say having no context whatsoever that you should take your dad's side full stop. Um, that, Obviously, he's sending you gifts. Um, that's cool. Um, your sister's getting married at a courthouse, which is a fucking mess. You're telling us, so it seems like she is like drama city. And I think um, it's time to stop being Sisterland and start p- choosing a side. And I think the side you choose is your dad. Great, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Yeah, I think we fixed it. Another classic one. Um, this one is a voicemail, actually. So we don't actually. need to read it. <laughs> this one's a voicemail, actually. Hey, chefs, this one's a voicemail. So buckle up. <laughs> Hi, Nature and Joel, Joel and Nature, and of course, Chelsea. So I live in a house with four other good friends, and two of my roommates are in a relationship with each other, which is fine. But within the last year, they started hanging out with this guy that I cannot fucking stand. He's always been, like, so nice to me, so I have no real reason to dislike him. But he's always in my house, like, pretty much every day for a minimum of four hours. And, like, last week, he spent the night and spent a full two days in our house. And my roommates never say when he's coming over. And when he's here, he'll cook for, like, two hours in our kitchen for my roommates. And then he'll just go on and spew loud, rambling, nihilistic bullshit for the rest of the time. And I've tried to hang out with him a few times to give him a chance, but he talked so much. I felt like I maybe got two words in in an hour, and I felt like my eyes were going crossed. Anyway, so I've got two questions. First, are my roommates in a throuple with this guy? Like, I do not know why they feel the need to hang out with just a friend every single day, and I really do not understand his appeal. My other question is, what do I do now? Because now one of my other roommates has started hanging out with them when he's here. So it's three against two. And the three know that me and my other roommate really do not like this guy. And I also just, like, miss hanging out with my roommates more often. But I don't want to be like, stop hanging out with the other other person you see outside of this house. Anyway, thanks. Bye. (sighs) That was a mean. (laughs) (laughs) It's chill random. My spine. I don't want to get on the wrong side of this lady. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Here we go. So it's sort of like a Yumi and Dupree vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yumi and Dushi? Yes. Great. Okay. <laughs> Chelsea's so mad at us. She's so mad at us because we're not trying hard enough for her. <laughs> We're not there, trying there hard enough. There is open hostility today. Yeah. <laughs> and it is deserved. I do want to say yeah, we, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, are team, we are team Chelsea. We know yeah, that yeah. we are. Denied. <laughs> it, it, it never comes quite at the right time, and we never quite know what it means. Um, but it's really taking our podcast to the next level, I say. I do, too. It's yeah. <laughs> nothing but gratitude. Oh, it's a lot of damage. <laughs> 
course, the damage that we are doing to our podcast yeah. in this situation. You, me, and she. Um, this is a, an interesting situation. I will say, uh, no, I don't think your 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 roommates are in a throuple with this person. I think it's probably COVID related. I'm sure that they have probably decided that this person is in their bubble and have mm-hmm. limited their their social circle to very few people. And unfortunately for you, it, it just happens to include this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is probably why they're only hanging out with this guy so frequently. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely have a conversation with your roommates about, like, the amount of time that a person is spending in your place, especially during the pandemic. I mean, I but I, I think that you can ask, you know, can I get a heads up? Can like or, or can we limit the amount of time? All of that is completely reasonable. Like, the, they just, especially in a place where there are a bunch of people living in the house already. What is it, like, five roommates or something? Yeah, it seems it seems that to be the math that it is five. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to see how, how difficult I could make it to say it's five. <laughs> yes, of course. According to my calculations, we'll see. It, it seems to be yep five. <laughs> yeah, but also this is like our favorite type of call, just because having having no reason to dislike someone and having someone be nice to you, but still hating them is kind of the energy of the podcast. Mm -hmm, I feel mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this is what we crave. We crave someone liking, but I would say this isn't someone that you dislike for no reason. This was someone who never shuts the fuck up and pisses you off and is at your house all the time. Yeah. Those that's reason enough. Honestly, like just too much of this person. I, I wonder how you'd feel about him if he didn't have to experience him so much. Like if he only came over once a week to cook dinner and that was it and then shut his shut his damn trap and yeah. you were able to talk a little bit. Can they go there? Like that just feels like there like there's got to be a balance. Like I would be annoyed too if someone was at my place every single day. Uh-huh. I think you're well within your rights to at the very least because it sounds like you've had you've been sort of orbiting this conversation because they, you said that they know that you don't like him. Um, I think that you can really put your foot down and say no sleepovers. Like, please Mm -hmm. do not like two days in a row, especially that's a lot of time for someone who is not paying rent to stay with you, especially someone you don't like. Um, The good news is you have another roommate who also doesn't like this person. So it's not just you. I would, I imagine it's, it's much more alienating when you're the only one. Like I've definitely been in that situation where there was someone over all the time, but then like, Two of my roommates weren't ever there, so it was really just me against one other person who really wanted that person there. And it was incredibly stressful and ultimately just led to me moving out. So I I get how these situations can wear on you, especially when they're not fucking paying rent. It's like, you live here. You basically live here. Yeah. If you're spending all of your waking hours at my house, you live in my house and you owe me money. <laughs> so... And I think it would be kind of cute, kind of fun, kind of flirty of you if you said, hey, like, I would love to designate Sundays as like our roommate day, like where Mm -hmm. we just hang out, just us five, just the five, just, you know, us, us. the five, Um, you know, or it doesn't have to be the same day every week. Five Sundays (laughs) where we watch all of (laughs) (laughs) Queer Eye from top to bottom every single Sunday. And just learn. Just learn <laughs> that things really make your life better. Uh, <laughs> that having a brand new house actually feels good. Yeah. <laughs> having a brand new house is pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's something so gay about getting a brand new house. <laughs> something only a gay man could bring into your life is a new house. The, the gayest thing I can think of is guac. <laughs> <laughs> Spin that chair around. What's there? It's guac. Um, <laughs> roast the Fab Five. Yeah, roast the Fab Five. Whatever. They suck. They're always out there, like, truly, like, repping Monsanto and shit like that. They're just, like, always. End up popping like, up on Selling Sunset. <laughs> I would like to announce my partnership with this bad company yeah um I, i've met many of them and they are nice in person but as an as sort of an idea in my head i dislike it i um cried a lot watching it even though i watched it as a joke <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know where that really puts me dark heart i guess is kind yeah. of where that puts me <laughs> yeah but i did i did love the house that karamo saw in selling sunset so he did not end up buying it. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, but so that's the, sort of this is one saying. option: is you could always bring in the queer eye guys to fix this man's life. <laughs> yes, um, you could, that's what you need to do. You should apply apply to be on queer eye for this guy because um, obviously there's some reason he doesn't want to be in his own home. Um, right. So maybe Bobby get the Burke gays to, to buy trans- him a new house. Transformacion. This house. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only answer. Um, <laughs> So Joel and I just sort of aren't giving advice today. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we did. We came up with roommate day. Remember that? Remember that? That was a really good time. The halcyon days of this episode. (laughs) Get get them in there. Uh, Get them to fix up this person. And uh, that should solve that. (laughs) That should solve that. Um, And otherwise, because here's the thing. This is a difficult question ultimately because you know what you need to do you need to put your foot down and you need to be the bitch that you know you are um and you need to say no more but it sounds like you've already done that so unless you're willing to really take it to the to the next level and really get mad at your roommates which sounds like they're friends then there's nothing else you can do you could sort of try to make peace with this person you could try to have that conversation one more time it sounds like it's him. It sounds like he's the problem, though. So it's very difficult. Have you? And here's here's another. Here's the nuclear option, which is get into such a horrible fight with this person that they never want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sort of like light the match and set it all on fire. Yeah. And I like that. I like that idea, actually. And it sounds like it might be a little cathartic for you. Like if you make him uncomfortable so he doesn't want to be around, that's really the, the that's the ticket right there. Yeah. You could just sit in the kitchen sharpening a knife for like mm-hmm. eight hours <laughs> while yeah. he's over. Um, just and just sort say of that scoot behind hobby. him too much. Graze is no, I don't like no. that. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. You could you could fuck and ghost this person. Also. Yeah, that's really actually oh, I crazy. love it when we take it into rom com territory, which is what yeah. that is doing. Because it's like, oh, I hate this person. I'm gonna fuck him just to fuck with his mind, and then you end up falling in love and, and ma- get married at a courthouse over Christmas, ah! and your dad <laughs> and you reconcile, and your dad shows up mm-hmm. because up. your gay brother took your dad's side and brought mm-hmm. him as the dad and to the him. wedding. Yep. So and he's like, I gotta give you these Christmas gifts. Um, all the all, because you, you are, your dad is Santa and you are next in line to <laughs> become Santa. 
And really all the chefs together under one roof is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> what are our, our chefs but the cinematic chef universe? Um, <laughs> where all of the chefs sort of know each other. It was and, sort of an end game situation where we're mm-hmm. all fighting. They're all fighting to get urgent care canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what July thinks when he has to listen through these. Okay, um, <laughs> let's move on. I think we solved that one. I think we had we gave her a lot of great options. Yeah, a lot of okay. Really this next is an email. I can read this. Okay, thank you. Mitra and Joel, Joel, <laughs> Mitra, <laughs> spelled with an R. Interesting choice. I formed an online friend group over the past eight months of core. We watch movies on Zoom, group chat, and as a bit, we start podcasts and guests on each other's. It sounds horrifying, but it's cute. <clears throat> kind of just us. <laughs> I'm literally two weeks away from starting a podcast with my absolute crush, whom I've been mutuals with for a year, respect madly, and think I'm in love with them. We live across the country from one another, invest a lot of time and effort into our friend group, and I would do anything to be with them, but don't want them to feel pressured to return unrequited feelings. So I should definitely tell them before our limited run podcast is released, right? I don't want to record episodes and release them while having this unknown crush. It is only fair that I let them know. Question mark. Please don't make fun of me too hard. I love you both so much. And my friend wrote to y'all once and you told her to take hot pics by a rock to get over a breakup. And that advice has changed our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. We love you. Um, We were going to be absolutely horrific to you until that last little bit. Um, Yes, charm offensive. Now we are in love with you. Um, okay, so we've got sort of a podcast um, guy. Long distance podcasters. Yeah. We've got long distance. Um, sort of a sleepless in Seattle sort of situation. And you know what it is then, obviously, sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of it. I didn't even think. Let the record show that this is a Mitra Johari original. Um, Johari original. Thank you, Mitra Shihari. <laughs> Well, she trusts she hurry. Okay, sleepless in Seattle. Um, it's, it's fun because it sounds like it feels like you're, you're, you're you've got a little accent when you say it. Sleepless yeah. in Seattle. Sort of a uh, Sean Connery. Yeah. Sleepless. In, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting some dialect work this week. It was um, too embarrassing. <laughs> too embarrassing. So first of all, I have to say, very brave of you to write in and give us this context because uh, while I do understand how this could happen over the last eight months of CORE, creating podcasts that are just for you um, with your friends. Um, I mean, what is quarantine but f- for that? Um, you know, like yeah. I've done some goofy things over during quarantine with my friends as well. I think it's beautiful that you've developed this fr- friend group. It sounds like you're all sort of fans of us and this podcast. So this feels like it's actually the jig is up. Because how many how many groups of friends... Do you think get together and make podcasts just for each other? I think, it, okay, when I first read this, I went, what? And now I fully think it's really cute. <laughs> I have sort of done a complete 180. I think it's really sweet. And are they for each other only or are they putting them out? That was Well, I, was think, I, I think the, the idea is, is that they are putting them out, but they aren't sort of big name stars like you are and I. Um, and so... <laughs> They don't. So they don't. They don't. They're not like they're not trying to make it a big hit. They're not trying to make it like a sleeper hit. It is mostly they understand that they it is for each other. 
but I, really, I that's what I think. Nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think you have to. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think you should. If it's a limited run podcast, if if it weren't weren't a limited run, um, sort of like a serial situation, I would definitely tell them before yes. but because since it's a limited run i would say get get your podcast sh- shoot your podcast load and then tell them afterwards. because also maybe the process of working with your crush will be such a turnoff that you yeah. no longer have a crush by the There's end of it which something, is something about with- working with someone you're close to on a podcast that really decays the relationship <laughs> <laughs> really sort of <laughs> yeah you See the way that they talk to you, um, sort of <laughs> offline, and it's chilly, and it really hurts. <laughs> um, I think, or you make it a part of the podcast, and you tell them on the last episode of the podcast, wow, you spring that be on them. Epic, epic podcast. <laughs> I think you'd saying- be you'd end up in Vulture's top podcast of the week if you did that. That's true, and. And and or it could go so bad that you'll join us on the worst podcast episodes of the year, yeah. <laughs> of the decade rather. Oh, sorry, decade. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah. You definitely don't have to. I understand like that tension might feel weird, but I I don't think it's like you're you're not obligated to do this. You're not going into like like a, a year long contract with this no. person. <laughs> We're laughing because that's what we do together. <laughs> um. <laughs> And Joel did tell me that he was in love with me before we began. Mm-hmm. And I was able to sort of make my decision based on mm-hmm. that. Um, and it's actually built in, into the contract. She does not have to make a decision until year three. So really <laughs> it, amping yes. up the tension. It's it's bachelor style. Um, <laughs> so I have the ring. and <laughs> I just, <laughs> But I have a long time to sort of think about it. <laughs> yeah. um, before I'm allowed to sell the ring. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just think that, I don't know. I mean, if you feel like the crush is requited and you think working together would be weird, you by all means, no one is like forcing you to do a podcast with your crush. Like you, Especially could, if it's just for you guys. Yeah. If it sounds fun, then you should do it. But I don't know. It feels to me, um, you think you're in love with this person. So maybe um that is more important than the podcast and but here's my thing unless they live across the country from one another so truly unless you're planning unless there is some i don't know end game then do the podcast and you'll get over it time will time will heal this wound and that's what this person is for you is a wound i also think that like you Working with someone one on one could be really sweet and fun, and like foster your crush, or like I said, end your crush. So it might be worth it to just see what that feels like. Not that you have to creatively collaborate with everyone that you have a crush on, but you'll be spending one on one time together. So it might just be a nice place to sort of test the waters before um, your big reveal, which will of course happen on the finale of your episode. And if you do that, unfortunately, we will have to get uh, producer credit because (laughs) that idea was generated on an urgent care podcast and everybody knows it so um, we've got it on tape okay yeah, babe? we got it on tape so <laughs> we got witnesses so we record all of our podcasts on tape first before going digital <laughs> well after we script them we put them on yeah. yeah we record them on tape and then we um, listen back to the tape and redo it on digital yeah chelsea the amount of work that chelsea does is 
<laughs> oh boy, it is and incredible. It just sucks that like Earl doesn't reimburse Chelsea for all the tapes that she has to buy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she does it on a, she does it on a talk girl, not even a talk boy. Um, she has an old school talk girl. Uh, what recorder. is that? Oh God, this is where our age gap really comes into play. Do you um, talk boy? Is do you remember Home Alone? Yeah. Oh boy, this is rough for me. This is rough. Um, so back a hundred years ago. <laughs> if, if this is like going to feel bad or whatever. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just a tape recorder. That's all it is. It was oh. something that kids did use to record their voices on tape. And that's cool. it. Okay. Okay. You cool. really, you, I, I guarantee though, you really hurt a lot of people's feelings by not knowing what a talk boy is. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, you hurt a lot of people's feelings. But it's feelings. more just that I haven't seen any movies, That's I think true. is the the thing. I have, I have not seen Home Alone and that yeah. is something that I should have seen. You're a real cultural Philistine. Um, That's true. I've seen every episode of Botched and I haven't seen Home Alone. So. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> sort of where her priorities are. <laughs> um, last thought, I do want to reiterate. I think because your crush, it sounds like, listens to this podcast. It sounds like your full friend group listens to this podcast. So the jig is up, I think. I really think that um, it's pretty pretty much laid bare to everybody. Yeah. They all know. Yeah. So, so kind of prepare for the fall. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> so um, maybe we should reply to this email and say, hey, we're talking about this. So if this person <laughs> listens to the podcast, maybe, I think we should do this person a solid. <laughs> yeah. But also Make maybe sure. the rock friend doesn't listen to the podcast. Who knows? Well, they Wait, did, not the rock they... friend. I'm sorry. The rock friend is not is not part of the podcast collective is what I meant no. to say. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but but who can that say? seems insane. It seems insane that actually... Sleepless in Seattle would not rep our podcast so hard that his <laughs> podcasting friends would listen to us. That's true. That's true. All right. I agree with Joel. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll wrap this sucker up. Okay. Like a Christmas gift wow. or a Hanukkah gift. And we're back. Wow. With another email, Joel. Yeah, it's will my you? turn. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Joel and Mitra. Wow. Tr- really not playing games. Just going for it. No, but no, they, they had no, they needed to get to the, the, the point. No repetition. Hey, Joel and Mitra. I'm a lesbian in a friend group of mostly lesbian friends. The week we all met, about a year ago, they were talking about some Kristen Stewart movie, and I wound up saying something about how I don't get the hype about her at all. When they pushed me to explain why, I didn't want to sound judgmental of their taste or anything, so I jokingly said I was blonde-phobic. Well, it's a year later, and this joke I said in passing is somehow still being taken seriously. They bring up my alleged blonde-phobia and rag on me for it constantly. Constantly. They ask if I'm dating anyone, and when I say no, because hello, it's a pandemic, they joke that the dating pool of brunettes in my area must be too small. Or they say they know I haven't seen the movie Happiest Season yet, which is true because it looks like trash, because of my blonde phobia flaring up. I am so bored with this joke, and it's not even true, and I'm not that it's not even true that I'm not attracted to blondes. Although I guess if you put a gun to my head, I would have to say it's not my favorite hair color. But really, reports of my blonde phobia have been greatly exaggerated. Any advice on how to put a stop to this? Thank you. Okay, so obviously there's something here with blonde. Um, Gentlemen prefer blondes, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. Lesbians don't prefer blondes. <laughs> lesbians don't prefer blondes. Okay. Um, less of a name, more of a movie title. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> 
Just saying. I'm just saying. I think our our listeners have really come to expect a certain kind of you know sh- um, naming scheme, which is pronoun heavy. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, let's. Okay. Let's no, 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 no. We we will not find anything better than lesbians don't prefer blondes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're going with that. Okay. Um, so this is the thing. I I was a little confused initially about this email. And I get it now because this is like obviously a joke, but it's just that you're tired of the joke. And we all have those things that become jokes in your friend group that you just get sick of hearing. Um, yes. And so I think there's the answer is clear. Mitra? <laughs> <laughs> Write a musical about it. <laughs> What is clear? What Wait, I just I just thought of a name with a pronoun in it. What is it? Legal she blonde. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> um great, we'll do that. Okay. Um, um featuring Bruise Her, the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um so I think what you need to do is um actually fuck a blonde. In front of your friends. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and and then make a really, really big deal about it. Yeah, and that'll, that'll really <laughs> shut them up. And, 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 and isn't she the most gorgeous person I've ever dated, everyone? <laughs> I certainly think so. <laughs> a lot of a lot of forced things that make your friend feel like you're making your your girlfriend feel like you're making fun of her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely that. Absolutely that. Uh, I, I will say there is something to like it. It. This is a very specific kind of joke because, like, you're using a, pho- a phobia, like, sort of language, the language of oppression, to sort of mock you and your your distaste for blondes. And so, I think you you your response to be real needs to sort of play into that, and you need to release a notes app statement on your Instagram and say that says, um, "I'm listening." Um, I hear I am, you. I hear you. I am sorry to the blonde community. I never want to hear this come up again. I'm um, donating a thousand dollars to um, women who are not naturally blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I think you need to just like it's just like you need to just participate. <laughs> you need to like you're not going to win. So. Yeah. I think it'll actually make it less fun for them. If you yeah. if you actively participate, I tr- I genuinely believe it'll be less fun for them and they will stop doing it. I also just think like I know it's annoying and lame to say this, but I just think that there are worse things that you could be called. So it's I I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, I, that's the thing. I think it's just the joke. I think it's just the repetition of it. I don't think it's the name that bl- bothers um, legally she blonde. I think it is just simply the repetition of the joke that is is bothersome to them because that's what that was my first reaction to this email as well. But then I, I sort of in the the latter half of it, she gets into it, and I think that is the ultimate problem. And so I think like you leaning hard into it is the answer because then they will get they will tire of it because you it's clearly they see that it bugs you a little bit. Yes. And then um, you should just like think of really mean things to say to your friends about themselves mm-hmm. as well, and really Create, sort of yeah, damage those friendships. Whatever they don't like, start calling them that like blank phobic. Like if your friend doesn't like, you can't think of anything <laughs> that a person wouldn't like. 
No, it's sort of the, it's sort of my joke is that I start jokes but don't finish them, and I was sort of that's into so that. funny. <laughs> I can really dish it out, but you can't take it. <laughs> Roast me all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, I I guess like Joel unspooled. <laughs> Your one man show. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, we need to move on because this has become really hurtful. Joel, is I, I get that 30, down. 30 furious. <laughs> no, you'll probably get emails of support. They love it when you're mean to me, they hate it when I'm mean to you. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. The world it's is what, turned on its, its what head. what we like. We the like the way we are. It's turned on its head when I see those emails. <laughs> Chefs, you need to get it together. Okay, chefs? Chefs, we don't love what you're serving up. (laughs) Chef, how about we put some kindness on the menu? (laughs) This has been a really fun episode for me. I don't know how it's going to be to listen to, but... Unlistenable. (laughs) Unlistenable. Worst of the decade. Punishing, Um, I think. So let's let's land this plane with one last voicemail. I can't wait. I can't wait to answer to, this to question. To pivot so hard off the chef stuff and move to piloting a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Let's serve up some steaming hot pile of advice um, to this last chef. Okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. My pronouns are he, they. My face is open to both of you because you're both delightful, but Mitra's laugh fills my soul with joy like Santa Claus on cocaine. Um, So here's my predicament. Um, My dad remarried when I was a sophomore in college, and there are these two twin girls. They are both miserably religious, and one of them has shown a smidgen of personality more than the other one, and I like her, and I want to help her, but I can't tell them apart. And over the last decade or so, I haven't been able to tell them apart, and I'm not sure really how to do that or how to tell them I can't. Um, This Thanksgiving was horribly awkward because their mother is super overbearing and controlling and everyone seems kind of afraid of her. And I'm worried, even if if I let them know that I don't know who the other one is, that I will be the butt of jokes for the next four years with this tyrannical woman who, you know, is awful. Thank you so much. Your podcast is the only thing I can keep up with without feeling overwhelmed with the whole COVID thing. You're both amazing. Bye. First of all, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chef. <clears throat> <laughs> thank you, Chef. <laughs> thank you, Chef. I'm so fucking grateful for my chef. <laughs> oh, we are known for our song parodies here at Urgent Care. People love them. It's been so long since we've gotten a good song parody. Thank you, Chef. I'm so grateful for my chef. <laughs> Um, so what do we got here? We got twins, sort of a, um, a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen um, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember Mary Kate and Ashley movie titles. Passport to Paris. Um, it takes two. It takes. It takes who? There's something with fraternal. Wait, Chelsea. What'd you say? Say it again. Fraternal, like fraternal. <laughs> fraternal. fraternal. Wow, Chelsea. <laughs> yes, Chelsea. 
coming in with this last minute save, but also sort of revealing to us that she can never judge us for bad names ever again. <laughs> well, Hernal. I think I think this is actually important because we should remember this is the date and time that we broke Chelsea's spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I have control of the soundboard, so I get to decide if it's a good name. <laughs> that is true. That Taking is the back law. the power. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> well, the soundboard has spoken, and the soundboard it is has a good spoken, name. So it's fraternal, fraternal, fraternal <laughs> twin. Um, not using either of the pronouns they gave us. Was <laughs> by the way. <laughs> So we got he, they, we went with her. her. <laughs> you know what though? Something tells this is that's more sometimes we do that though. We reference the we reference the person that the the chef is writing in about. That's true. So, so but but we we're not the soundboard spoke. This is a yeah. good name. We know yeah. that this is a good name. So okay. Um there's should, a lot going on in this voice. There is a <laughs> lot going on. This is an incredibly stressful situation. Um I guess I just wonder, like, how often you see these people. Yeah. <laughs> because um, I, I feel like at a certain point, like, one of them is going to get a haircut and then you're going to just know. So maybe just, like, deal with it. This I, trip. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I, I mean, and this is tough to sort of call into question, but, like, because throughout the whole show, if I start disbelieving the problems that our callers, our chefs call in with. But there's, like, with every single set of identical twins – there is always one that's a little hotter. And I know this from personal experience. I've dated three twins and every single time I've dated the less attractive one. And I wow. found out after the fact. And that's really hard. <laughs> and I think what's I think what's a problem for this um, person is that um, they're step siblings to them. Mm-hmm. So that so they can't so they've so they've sort of taken hot off the table as a you have to objectify them. A, yeah, you have to. You have to sexually objectify them. Um, or give one of them a tiny little tattoo while yeah. they're sleeping. <laughs> I was gonna say mark them, but and and that's the joke that's obviously the joke. Okay. That's obviously the joke suggestion. You come to urgent care, you get one joke suggestion and one earnest suggestion. Yeah, this, this postmaster general fiasco from yeah, yeah, yeah. last episode has a scarred. But I think something cute you could do is get them something for Christmas <laughs> that is PC culture, you can't suggest people throw away mail anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing you could do is um, get them like two different colored headbands or something so, like two different things that really yes. sort of like will will you know you'll see that you'll you'll pull their their individual names on the gifts and you sort of just got a clock who's gr- grabbing it and I'm sure that they okay. at whatever age they are love getting here's, twin twin clothes off that here's my pitch is twin advent calendar so every day you give them a gift that they have to wear that has their initials on it yeah so you know you get them like a little necklace you get them a shirt you get them a headband and it, it will be very expensive but you didn't come to us for the cheap stuff you came mm-hmm. to us for primo advice yeah actually we ask that most of our our chefs when they call in <laughs> give us um a budget that they're working yes. with and you didn't do that. So sky's we, the limit. Rich until proven whatever. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. 
perfect sleigh. Um, yeah, that is perfect sleigh. <laughs> it is a perfect sleigh. Um, so um, I, I, I also I want to question. I I, I want to question you only helping one of them. I, I don't exactly know what help means in this context. Um, and I sort of wonder if you can fold in the other twin. I wonder if maybe the, to solve the problem is you open up your heart to this other twin who has a smidgen less of a personality. If it's really only, the difference is only a smidgen of personality, then I think you should fold in the other twin to your plan to help them. It, it sounds like you're going to help them escape some sort of compound. I don't understand exactly what help them means, but I think that you could really solve your problem by just deciding to help both of them, and then you won't need to tell them apart. Okay, how about this? Every day, you say, Let's all talk in an accent today. Ashley, you talk in a British accent, and Mary Kate, you're from the South. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> Isn't that fun? And then I'll just probably keep talking like me. But <laughs> you, you do that, and that could be really fun. And since they're smart, they'll do it. Yeah. How about that? That's another one. And then you're helping them too. You're teaching them a valuable trade skill, which is dialects. Yes, okay? and then they can go straight into the um, Christian theater. Pipeline. Circuit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming Christian, right? Assuming. Yeah. I mean, he just like says they're twins. They're religious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everybody what knows that, that thing about twins. <laughs> Everybody knows that about twins. All twins are Christian. Every single twin is a Christian. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say to that? The rule of culture. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And mark this day down. This is the day that we finally broke Mitra. As yes, well. for a year, Joel has been bastardizing Los Culturistas, and now I will do it. <laughs> but it's really a treat for the people who don't listen to that podcast. I just can't imagine no people listen to us and don't listen to Los Culturistas. Based on based on our Spotify unwraps, we we ended up almost always on a list with. The Lost Culturistas boys. So I yes. assume that it, there's a lot of overlap and they love it. They giggle. They giggle every <laughs> single time. I'm going to get um, outed. I'm going to get doxxed for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a really good rule of culture, too. Just uh, <laughs> all twins are Christian. All twins are Christian. <laughs> I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them that I did yeah, my first rule of culture. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I think we solved it. We sort of got lost in the answer of this one because, again, it was a very confusing question. Um, yeah. Um, how, you know, I don't think we did anything to reverse our position on the worst podcast episode nope. of the decade with this episode. No. In fact, we probably only moved up the list. Um, Keeping the positions for you. <laughs> Oh, you're so really that. you're really on an Ariana t- 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 tear today. She's been like my most listened to artist for years. Um wow. not you know this who, year. You want to know who my most listened artist of the decade was? Who? It's Sarah Bareilles. <gasps> I want to see you be brave. <sighs> that really I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Choose your words carefully. It definitely is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get, you don't want to upset the Borelshies in the audience. The oh, Borelshies I, look, she's. I know I'm very familiar with Miss, Miss Borellis's discography. I feel like Fairy Tale was like the most iconic song I'd ever heard in like eighth grade. <laughs> I don't care. When she does that, like, Fairy Tale, I would like picture me alone in my room for like an hour straight listening to Fairy Tale on a loop, just mind completely fucking blown. <laughs> so you get it. So you get it. Is what oh, you're I saying is you get it. Is you're get it. Um, I get it. 
Okay. Um, okay. So if you want to be a part of this, um, email yeah. us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. gorgeous tapestry <laughs> of nonsense that we've created here. And then uh, call us at 323-334-0371. And um, yeah, sorry about this episode. <laughs> And please rate and review, um, but yes. only if you liked this episode. <laughs> please rate and review based on this episode alone. Um, we need all of our chefs to do that. We are almost, I think, at a thousand now. And uh, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. There are lesser podcasts. Yes, there are lesser podcasts than this one that have more reviews than us. And that needs to ch- change immediately. So please rate and review us. We love it. Maybe we should start reading reviews again on, on the pod. Maybe we'll start we'll start shouting out people who leave us reviews. That's okay. what we'll do. <laughs> sure. I'm glad I saved I'm glad I saved this for the pod. It could have been an email. Um, <laughs> um thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. Thank you, Marina. Thank you, Ryan, who is not here this week, but we still thank him. We uh he's alive. And <laughs> thank you, July. <laughs> thank you, everyone in Earwolf. And thank you especially to my greatest head chef I've ever known, Mitra Juhari. <laughs> and thank you to Chef Joel. <laughs> Bye, Chef. Bye, Chef. I'm just about to go to bed. I know we couldn't Skype tonight, but that's all right. Good night, girl. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>